sisters, join the resistance. Come on, let's start by talking tactics. Have a pass and match us. Here's how we practice. The last order conversation. David Jason. I don't know what year our episode is from. Anyway, sorry. Well, that was a good start to the episode. Uh, hey, everybody. Welcome to Pop Culture Continuum. This is John Elliott. And this is Patrick Riccardi. I'm the one that started the episode of my nonsense talk. And this week we're doing... Carol Burnett's show versus Inside Amy Schumer. And uh, one of these was good. I don't know. We'll see what Pat's views are on it. I think... I, I don't want to spoil the whole conversation, but I'm almost positive we picked a bad episode of Carol Burnett. Well, we definitely picked a bad episode. Uh, and also, well, because we watched them on MeTV. Um, yeah, it seemed like it was chopped up. I don't know. It definitely was chopped up because they were hour-long episodes. And you could see at the beginning, you know, she always talked to the audience. Oh, um, I didn't know they were hour-long. I thought it was a half hour, so we just missed out her conversation. So we must must have been out, missed out on a bunch of skits, too. Yeah, I think they were hour-long hour episodes. Um, yeah, she was barely in it. She was like, yeah, that's, that's was my main complaint. The one skit she was in was probably the funniest skit. It was, it was a clever skit. Um, I didn't laugh a lot, but you could see the intelligence behind it at least. Yeah. And it, uh, the, the basis of the skit was a businesswoman and then what seemed like a businessman out, out for lunch and it turned out that he was proposing marriage and it was, it kind of went on too long, but the, the punchline was pretty funny because it went on so long. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're they're talking like it was a, a business contract. Um, ne- they're like negotiating this marriage deal, basically. Yeah, so not not a bad idea for a skit. It did. Yeah, I was gonna say that was one of my things was that um, I guess the problem with uh, skits not knowing when to end goes be- beyond Saturday Night Live. Like it, that was <laughs> yeah. always a problem. I'm sure your show of shows had some like that too. Oh, I don't doubt it. Imogene Coca. Is that your favorite uh, brand of hot chocolate? It is. Imogene Coca. And it's Coca. pronounced Cocoa. I guess that's a West Coast, East Coast thing. Bang. Oh, man. That was a sick burn, dude. You nailed me. But it's oh, from the Coca Leaf. I didn't mean to nail you. Just like Coca-Nya. You'll know it when I do. Will I? There's a Philadelphia word that I don't really understand when it when it's used. John. Is that left Philadelphia? Do people in other places say it? I've heard the only place I've heard it once again is uh, Sharpling and Worcester. John Worcester said it. Oh, he's from uh, Philly, right? Yep. He said, and he said like that's my John or whatever. Yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. It, it seems like it's a multi-purpose word. It's like that John. Yeah. Anyway, it's this thing. Yeah, I I don't. You guys are you guys have your own thing going on there. Wait, what's the one word I always for, I always forget it. What's the what's the one phrase? Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. No, the the Philly one um, where it's like, damn it. We were talking about it when you were out here, and now I'll never remember it because it's another one. Worcester says. Uh, oh, it's not the Philly one. It's a Pittsburgh one. Yins. Yins. Yeah, Pittsburgh. That's right. Yeah. Yins. For, okay. For uh, y'all. The worst. The worst ever. I don't think it's a Philly thing. I think it's uh, like a maybe Boston or or some East Coast thing. Is um, the car needs washed? Must <laughs> be Boston. Well, car the car needs washed. The car needs washed and have it yard. 
Ichbinine Donut. Yeah, the Carol Burnett show that we did was not good, I will say. And But now that you mentioned it was an hour, I bet it might have been better as an hour show because there's worse to it. <laughs> yeah, because you have to sit through a whole hour. I know that Tim Conway is famous for making the other guys laugh, and he did make Harvey Corman laugh in their skit, but he wasn't doing anything especially funny. They were just laughing at each other's accents. Right. And, well, that's another thing. It was, I mean, the Huber's not really highbrow, except for, the, you know, that that high concept skit we were talking about. Like it's, it's all a lot of uh, mugging and, um, and accents and stuff, funny accents, you know, it's basically bulky, but there's what was there three skits? There was uh Oh yeah. The guy who went to the butcher shop uh, also went on way too long. Yeah. And that has that character that Tim Conway was playing, I think became a regular thing, which is too bad. Just uh, like, I, you know what? The, the episode we watched, I, I said at the beginning of the episode as a, a nice welcome, but I didn't, know when it was from but watching it it seemed like it was late edition of carol burnett i know that carol burnett probably ran for like 12 years i'm not sure but it started in the 60s and i think this, the 60s ones were probably a little sharper and this is when when they're more relying on people laughing at tim conway playing the, the character because there's a the first time he played it, it might have been funny right and this is like yeah i mean it's kind of the there's a lot wrong with it um because it's kind of like the larry daryl and daryl of this show, like Tim Conway became that where it's like, you just rely on him. Like he's just funny, even if he hasn't done anything, you know what right. I mean? They're, um, they're relying on previous visits. Right. Right. And, um, and what was I going to say? Uh, yeah. So he, he does the funny, but that's another thing, like the breaking, I guess that's what they call it. Right. When you start laughing in the middle of a mm-hmm. skit. Yeah. Like, it's funny once in a while. You can't do it every single show, which it seems to me was a Carol Burnett thing. It's kind of, it was like Jimmy Fallon on SNL. Like it's funny if you lose it occasionally. It's when you do it every time, it just seems kind of unprofessional. Not that I think Harvey Corman is a bad actor or anything, but no, no, he's 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 he can't be very funny. We we saw him funny in Blazing Saddles. Yeah, and you know Tim Conway is funny. Yeah, uh, but I think. Here he was just relying too much on, on not on just being him, right, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and the skits like I always, you know, this is our argument always that humor doesn't really hold up uh, over time. The I don't I disagree with that. It's but, yeah, it's classic elements of humor, but I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh at these. Um, I laughed a little bit at the. At, bits and pieces but it was like i said was my favorite yeah there was a whole skit about this guy trying to get coffee from the coffee machine yeah and again i think tim conway is playing a character that probably appeared before and they're definitely relying on funny accents and he was using i guess a swedish accent yeah and harvey corman was irish although the irish didn't seem to come out till the end of the skit like I <laughs> well you see someone who's a cop he's obviously obviously irish, irish yeah back in the 70s yeah that's that's just how things went Cops were Irish, the criminals were Italian, so, you know, you must have grown up feeling like you were on both sides of the law. Yep. Ah, the 70s. I often looked in the mirror and beat myself up. Ah, that's so so sad. You hear so many stories like that from Irish, Italian, Americans. Like in the stories of Flannery O'Connor. And Nick Pelagi. Yeah, it was dumb. Uh, 
and then the other so the uh, that was basically it it was a skit about this dude trying to get a cup of coffee and then the last skit was about this guy who's in a hurry going to the butcher shop to buy ground beef right and then he can't get the ground beef um because of a series of wacky mishaps and he ends up getting hot dogs and half a pound of cheese which that was kind of an absurd sketch like i liked some of the absurdity of it but it still didn't really work for me like when uh tim conway was banging into the the salami and stuff hanging behind him and it like was playing bells Mm -hmm. very weird and then he starts playing the cheese like a flute he's playing like pop goes through the swiss cheese (laughs) I, i actually like that yeah like it's that kind of thing is cool but it just i don't know why it didn't land for me I think part of it is that that Tim Conway character was like a, a set piece and it didn't, it just felt like old hat, even though it was the first time I saw it. Right. And, and it was also like a problem with that skit for me was because the, the dude is like inept, the butcher is really inept and slow and stuff. And the, one of the problems for me was I was getting as annoyed at him as Harvey Corman. Was. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the, and I was also new at Harry performance. It's like, just leave, dude, if you're in Harry. Well, yeah, I know. Well, but then there'd be no skit, Pat. <laughs> and they also have the old lady who sees Harvey Corman in his underwear and goes to get the cop, who was not Irish. Oh, yeah, that's true. That was an Italian cop. Oh, man, the world was turning upside down. It must have been mid-70s. Yeah. Um, It was definitely, yeah, it was definitely 70s. You look at the sets and how just fantastically ugly everything was. And I'm like, yeah, that was that's the 70s I remember. Um, Carol Burnett did have a, a a small part in the coffee, the coffee skit. Yes, where she basically played a Tim Conway character, just a <laughs> a dumb spacehead. But it was just funny, yeah. And how she talks to herself. She she comes at the end of the skit where he worked all all skit to get the coffee, and it's finally there. And and she comes out when he's facing the other way and takes it and talks to herself. Ah, free coffee. Right. But the funny thing about it, that was how she was she was like dolled up and she looked totally different her body but it was still Carol Burnett yeah yeah she she looked like a uh I guess at that time the stereotype of a ditzy secretary right yeah yeah 67 to 1978 is the Carol Burnett show run and I would say that episode was from 77 78 yeah probably um it's a shame. There's nowhere. I guess you. I guess it's out on DVD, but there's. It's not streaming anywhere, which I think I would have enjoyed watching this more streaming because you would. Because I think the. I don't think the opening bit with Carol Burnett was usually funny, but I think it would have been. It was interesting. And it was definitely of its time. Yeah, and it was. I mean, it's basically crowd work and improv. Right. So yeah, it's you know it was cool to see that. Uh, I mean, we should we should say I I think I speak for us both. We we both think Carol Burnett is funny and and you know a, an awesome uh comedian from the old yes. school and but and the, I, the show just didn't hold up this this I, episode for sure i i just i have to believe that earlier episodes would hold up much more than this episode at least yeah maybe more maybe more cutting edge mm-hmm. the earlier stuff um but you know groundbreaking still yeah oh, yeah yeah she was she's awesome so yeah Love for Carol Burnett. You know, I don't have anything against Harvey Corman or... Uh... I have one thing against Tim Conway, his later career with the dwarf stuff. Yeah, no, that's true. And that's... But then again, older comedians still working, so maybe not that much against him. Yeah, you know, he was... At that point, he's basically playing to his base, which was, you know, the old Carol Burnett. And, and you can see it, like, 
when you know that he did Dorf and you watch this episode, you're like, oh yeah, I can see that trajectory. Yeah. Totally. But, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure if, if it was up to him, maybe he would have been doing something different, but no one would have paid, paid him the check for doing something different. So why not do it? What was given the money? Right. Well, yeah. Who's going to hire Tim Conway in the nineties for anything? Yeah. Right. Um, he's still around. He's 82. Yeah. Um, definitely a funny dude, but a lot of reliance on, on mugging and accents, which is, you know, it's, it's very easy humor. I feel like. No, I did. You used to watch Mikhail's Navy as a kid. Fuck no. Oh, he was. Jeez, you really had something against it. I'm not saying when you were in your teenage years. I when I was like in fourth or fifth grade, that was lunchtime viewing. But he, uh, Tim Conway, start. I guess he started in that, and I used to like that. Wait, what? What was it? CPO Sharky. Mikhail's Navy. Kale's Navy, and that had the dude from Dick Van Dyke show, right? What? Uh, who? The asshole dude. Um, no, that's Phil Silvers. Fuck, I get all those shows mixed up, dude. Phil Silvers, he might have been in CPO Sharky. Yeah, maybe. Don Rickles was in CPO Sharky. Yeah, yeah. that's the one I'm thinking of, I think. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know who from Dick... Is someone from Dick Van Dyke was on that, too? The bald guy? Uh, yeah, the bald guy was on okay. one of those, yeah. One of my favorite actors. Now that <laughs> I think name? about it. Whose name I have no fucking idea. Is it Mel Cooley is his name? In yeah, the Mel show. Cooley is is the character. So uh, if anybody knows that, just you know, keep it. You to know yourself. what? It's Richard Deacon, isn't it? Or is that somebody else? I thought that was the uh, the cinematographer. Yeah, it's Richard Deacon. Oh, I'm wrong. He might also be a cinematographer. Richard, who's the who's the Coen Brothers cinematographer? Deacons. Deacons, yeah. Great cinematographer. Anyway. Mikhail's Navy was. It, well, I was just thinking he started with Mikhail's Navy, which was a, a basic sitcom, and he was just playing a basic sitcom character. And I, I'm thinking it was probably a relief for him to go into Carol Burnett, where he could do a bunch of different things every episode. Stretch out, yeah. Stretch out his accents. Yeah, I, I feel like he was kind of like the the Mister Roper of Mikhail's Navy. Am I right, or was he more like straight ahead, just dude? I, I feel like he was kind of a doofus. Oh yeah, he was a doofus. I, yeah. I was just, when you said Mr. Roper, I thought you were saying the funniest part of the show, and I don't remember that. Oh but. yeah, yeah, Mr. Ro- I don't know why the Ropers didn't work. Because had Jeffrey Tambor. I know. Maybe it's just too much Norman Fell. <laughs> Maybe he. <laughs> I think it's just a bad show. Yeah, he works as the comic relief in what is ostensibly a comedy, but it is not <laughs> funny. But uh, yeah, maybe well, and. Helen was kind of shrill. Like she was like that oversexed stereotype of, I don't, and, and she was kind of like hippie-ish, like this old hippie, like reminds me of these women who live in the Berkeley Hills. Um, always wearing those flowing kind of robe like dresses. Although that might've just been the seventies as well. Yeah. I, I, I think it was just cause it didn't, her character didn't come off across as hippie, did it? No, not hit, not at all. But it did, she did dress as a hippie, I guess. Yeah. Stanley. Yeah, it was, I, I think the less we talk about that show. Oh, I forgot Tim Conway was an episode of 30 Rock. Oh, I forgot that too. That was dark, actually. That, that <laughs> yeah. was kind of funny. No, that's, yeah, good for Tina Fey for getting him on there. She did a lot of that. She got uh, Princess Leia on. Mary Fisher, yes, one of the. We did that episode actually. Yeah. On this, yeah. 
a very good episode of 30 Rock. Um, we should go back and revisit some of the shows we've done already and do like different episodes, I feel like. I yeah. feel like 30 Rock and Seinfeld and It's Always Sunny would be like ripe for that kind of thing. Yeah, I, I, we've talked about that. We should do that. We uh, Always Sunny versus Taxi or Taxi versus Seinfeld, yeah. something like Or Seinfeld versus something nowadays, I guess. Yeah. We did Seinfeld versus It's Always Sunny, right? Mulaney. Yeah, we did uh, Seinfeld versus Always Sunny, yeah. Mulaney. That poor guy. Yeah, funny dude. When you hear him on comedy bang bang and stuff. Yeah, he is funny on that. I have not seen his stand up enough to know if it, you say that's funny, right? Uh, from what I've heard, all I know is that he wrote the Stefan stuff, which was hilarious. Which I hate, which for so. some reason you hate. I don't <laughs> get it. I'm not gonna get give him credit for that. Come on, man. My have dog, you seen the Sally Field dog, movie yet? Bark Ruffalo. That's a great joke. Um, what? Have you seen the Sally Field movie yet? Thank you, no. You Wait, don't want to see it? Who directed that? The guy from... Uh, uh, just oh, talking to Viv about it last night. but I, I The, know, the I guy look. from the state. The, uh, the guy. That yes, was... yes, Michael Showalter. There you go. Yeah. It looks uh, great. You don't want to see it? I mean, I'll see it probably on, on streaming or you know whatever, but I'm not going to go to the theater to see it. Yeah, I, I guess think. it doesn't need to be seen in the theater i kind of want to see that whatever it is nine cloverfield lane or whatever it's called. oh yeah that's that's a theater movie yeah, yeah. did you see yeah. it no but yeah but, I, yeah no it seems like a theater uh john goodman john goodman always good mary elizabeth winstead don't know who she is but i know she did like i think she did an album like her own album and it was really good or maybe she just guessed it on somebody else's song but um i was really surprised i was like oh this is a good fucking song she was great on Colbert. Colbert Cheese? I still haven't watched a full episode of the New Daily Show. I have not either. I think I watched one full episode, and uh, it was near the beginning, and I was like, eh, it's not really the same. Like, Yeah, I don't know what it is. If it's, I don't know if it's Trevor Noah. And I, I'm not, we're not the only people that say it. No, well, you, I could tell watching it that uh, a lot of the writers seem to be the same. Like, it was his delivery, I think, more that, yeah. that didn't work for me, so... I don't know. I I know. I feel kind of bad because you know it's. But you can, you can get what they're you're getting from the Daily Show on Colbert every night or on uh, Full Frontal once a week. I'm really looking for you're not you don't see commercials for it, but the Jason Jones sitcom that's coming I guess on TBS or USA. I don't know what channel. Probably TBS because that's where Full Frontal is. Looks really funny. That's strange because I I didn't find Jason Jones especially funny on the Daily Show. Once in a while, mostly the arrogant character got on my nerves, but right. once in a while he would he would pull out something really funny. And of course, he's the one that got the guy imprisoned in Iran. You have to give him credit for that. Oh, that's true. Wait, he's yeah, married once... to Samantha B, right? Or is that yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, once in a while his his stuff would be funny, but most of the time I didn't like him. But the the commercials for the sitcom look pretty good. It's kind of raunchy, but in a in like the perfect funny way. Hey, can I steal somebody's cable? Like, can you log into somebody's cable account and watch cable that way? I don't think that's how it works. I think you can. Somebody somebody was telling me, like, they used their parents' cable, like, online and just watched. Shit, I don't know. I need to look into that. If anybody out I there thought... has cable, uh, you know, give me your password. And uh... <laughs> I thought you could just watch everything on Hulu. I've been thinking about cutting the cable cord. Well, I just assumed I'd be able to watch everything on Hulu. The problem with Hulu is they don't have TBS stuff, which... Oh, I didn't know that. I would like to watch Angie Tribeca. I would like to be able to watch um, 
playing house as it airs rather than, you know, a year later when it is streaming. Mm-hmm. Um, Orphan Black, although I, I, we gave up on Orphan Black, but. Oh, really? I, I'm still, I still watch it like a year behind, so I'm not caught up, but I, I didn't know it got bad. That's too bad. Yeah, we had a hard time with the third season for whatever reason. Same with uh, House of Cards. Wait, is that what? It, yeah, House of Cards. Well, people say the fourth season improved House of Cards, the most recent season. But um, going back to something you're saying, oh, best episode of comedy Bang Bang ever involves the Orphan Black cast. Yeah, I don't know if it's the best episode ever, but it was good. Yes, I, I do. I don't know if you heard me, but I just said it. Uh, I I did not. Carol Burnett. Yeah. Uh. You know, I think it's one of those things where, like, whoever's watching this on MeTV is watching it for nostalgia. Because it's not, to me, it's not, there's too many better comedy things to watch nowadays. Um, yeah. Yeah, I would still, I would. I think I might turn it on once in a while to see if they get the, an older episode to catch it. But, you had, but even if there is one like that, I think you have to remember what Carol Burnett begat was Mama's Family, so that's the humor that you're coming from there. <laughs> that's true. No, that that's 100% true, which is also on MeTV. Yeah, and, and it's as bad as you remember it. F- yeah, for my money, probably the worst sitcom ever. I mean, seriously. Uh, was it even like... Was it just syndicated? Yeah. And it, it made me angry. And I don't... like Even like Small Wonder and stuff like that, you know, I was like, oh, this is a piece of shit, you know, but it's dumb and... Small Wonder was great for a 10-year-old watching it, and it had a theme song that sticks to, in my head to this day. You're a small wonder, robot girl. You're a small wonder. A choo-choo-choo. That's beep, not beep, the theme boop. song, but I like the addition of beeping song, sounds. Um, the, the, the co-star, I guess, because the girl would be the star, Jamie, went on to become the senator from the great state of Rhode Island. Wait, was he really a senator? Nobody should have voted that kid in, little smarmy motherfucker. Oh, he was older, seventeen. He still had to. He still had to have that baby face look that you just wanted to smack. There's there's very few kids I want to smack. That's not true. I want to smack a lot of them, but I wanted to smack him. There's a kid in an episode of Seinfeld where uh, Kramer where he curses. No, no, not that. Oh, that kid's okay. kind of smackable too, but not as smackable as this kid. Um, where Kramer gives him the signed autograph from the. Uh, New York Yankees, the signed card, and he's like in the hospital, and he's, Kramer needs to try to get it back. You, well, find that episode and watch it. You will want to smack that kid too. And he looks a lot like Jamie from Small Wonder. Is that the one where he he gets he gets Paul O'Neill to hit a home run, or yes. is that a episode? Yeah, no, that's it. Two home runs. <laughs> the second one didn't count because inside the park. Um, yeah. Anyway, but Mama's family, like the show, made me angry. It was so. I don't know what it was. It Ken was... Barry. Just seeing Ken Barry. God, Ken Barry, yes. Like, what was the name? Now that we're talking about syndicated shows, the, there was a, it was set in the South, and it was Sheriff. She's the Sheriff. No, that was, was Suzanne not Summers? It's not, not syndicated, not the show I'm talking about. It was syndicated. Um, okay, anyway. It was? I thought that was a network show. I hope not. Okay, it was set in the South. Set in the South. The, I think the the... Sheriff might have been black and the mayor is white or something like that. You don't know what I'm talking about. So, Wait, Carter was it, Country? Was it in the heat of the night? 
No, that Carol was O'Connor. A, I'm sorry, it was a it was a comedy. Oh, I should I should have led with that because I did just describe in the heat of the night. I realize. Um, wow, I don't know. Wait, do you do you know any of the actors that were on it? Oh, the the one guy was a character actor who always played. No, I don't. Okay. I'm thinking it was Carter Country. Do you remember that a sitcom called that? No. Was it? Are you sure it wasn't the Dukes of Hazard? What, what was that show about? Kiki, them Dukes. That's all I remember about it. But that it, was pretty funny. It was Carter Country, and it wasn't syndicated. It was on ABC. Wow. No, I don't remember that at all. And who <laughs> who were the stars? Victor French from uh, Highway to Heaven. Bringing up baby. Okay. Oh, but it's not loading. Oh, well, who cares, really? What, but what were you going to say about it? It was just, we were just talking about awful shows. Richard Paul was the guy whose name I couldn't think of. He 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 would play. Oh, wow, he died very young. He he would play any kind of southern, like he'd play a, a, a televangelist or mayor. That would seem to be his his typecasting. So that was his wheelhouse. You, if you saw him, you'd say, oh, I remember him. I can almost picture him just from you saying that's what he plays. Yeah. One of those dudes, yeah. He actually played Jerry Falwell in The People vs. Larry Flint, so that was probably the height of his career. <laughs> Died a year later. Well, he is no Ken Berry. No. Wait, no, F Troop, Ken. right? That was Ken Berry? Yeah. Jesus. And also, uh, when they wanted to continue the Andy Griffith show, but... Don Knotts left, and Andy Griffith's like, fuck no. But they continued it and called it Mayberry RFD, right. and Ken Berry was a star of that. Oh, so, God, was he? And Ken Berry also starred in a backdoor pilot for – yeah, backdoor pilot, I think what it's called, when they, they show the pilot during another show. Yeah. He was the foster father of diverse children, and it was a spinoff of the Brady Bunch that didn't, didn't – I remember, yes. I remember that episode of the Brady Bunch, too. Um yeah, I think that's all they did. Oh, on. that's all they did. They didn't do the the actual. Yeah, Ken Berry is like the most bland actor, maybe ever. No charisma. I don't know how he had a career. Because they when the when the casting agent looked for bland, they just went right to Ken Berry. They did, and he like had that kind of, I don't know, that little twinkle in his eye that made me think he probably had bodies in his basement. Like he's one of those. Speaking of which, and the Carol Burnett show. Lyle Wagner, another one, uh, freaky to me. Those kind of dudes freak me out. Looks... I always thought Lyle Wagner was like, I don't know, like a superstar. You would think, right? And he, but he I was mean, on shows like Carol Burnett. Right, and he would go on, you know, Mike Douglas or whatever. But otherwise, I don't know what the fuck he did. Like, but he looked like that really, really oily kind of. I don't know, jet-setting 70s-type dude, you know? Yeah, that's exactly it. He was also in Wonder Woman. Yes, Wonder Woman. But but those kind of people freak me out. You know, it's the Robert Goulet thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't put Ken, Ken Berry. As a, Ken Berry kind of reminds me, not that he did this, but and, and it would surprise me, but that, that guy from this, whatever, that Saved by the Angel who was a molester, kind of makes me think of that kind of guy who's who's mild-mannered but there's something behind that Wait, what are you the... talking about michael landon michael landon never did anything wrong to anyone in his entire life now i i cursed you for even mentioning that no the guy the blonde-haired guy who got busted recently i you don't know, know. no he uh, got busted for like child molestation yeah the actor it's not touched by an angel but it's that kind of show like he was the father of a bunch of kids 
Oh shit! Yeah, uh, Seventh Heaven. Seventh Heaven. Okay. Yeah, and who also played uh, D and Dennis's dad on. Right, right. And it's always sunny. So I mean, that's actually perfect casting. <laughs> but but that's not what he was playing. No, exactly. He, that's a, that's the exact type of person I'm talking about. But, yeah, that's what Ken Berry. But Ken Berry probably did nothing. No, like Ken Berry was nowhere Almost near that. Certainly did nothing like that. Right. right. No, he certainly did nothing like that. My gosh. Just because you look like you're very innocent doesn't mean you're guilty. Allegedly. You throw that in, and you're you're legally safe. So I just wanted to put that out there. I um, use allegedly when like somebody's talking about a good guy. He's like, oh, he's a really good guy, and I always say allegedly. Yeah, it, which is also works. Um, I've never done that in my life. Well, this show has just become like a dumping ground for your lies. I don't know. Don't watch. You don't need to watch Carol Burnett. Like if you've seen it. You know what it is. But if you've never seen it, give it a try on MeTV. I guess. You know, it's it's sketch. And, and that, like, I think sketch just by its nature has a number of built-in problems anyway, so. But at the same time, if you watch a sketch show and there are three ske- sketches, one of them might hit. That's true. That's true. And, I mean, it's definitely a step up from Laugh-In, which was the other, like, was, would you even consider that six. sketch? I don't know That's, what you would call. It's like one-liners. I know. I yeah, don't know. Yeah. I. It's the only. Uh, it's, it's the only show that Richard Nixon got hit in the in the face with a pie. Allegedly, we. I I talk. I might have told you this before, but I was talking to my AP English teacher. Um, because me and my friend Jerry used to hang out with him, and uh, I was asking not AP. I was asking him about um about laughing because it was showing on like Nick at night at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, dude, what the fuck was the deal with laughing? And he was like, you had to be there. <laughs> and I was like, why was you like not funny shit funny back then in the sixties? I don't, I don't get it. But you know, it's one of those things where I guess it probably seemed groundbreaking in some way at the time. But when you look at it, it's basically just like, you know, uh, Henny Youngman type shit, but with like frenetic editing, I guess. I wonder if a lot of it had to do with just the, not that it was funny, but just it was it was appealing to a different was, look. Yeah, and going for going for the teens, I guess, and the younger countercultural. Although, as I said, the jokes weren't really countercultural. Um, they another show they spoofed hilariously on that uh, Carrie Fisher episode of Thirty. Rock. Yes, yes, she was a writer for that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's uh, let's take a break and then we will talk about Inside Amy Schumer when we come back. You cool? I'm cool. I do. We'll be right back. We had a comrade, a brave comrade, he could talk for whole days. But then he tried to be a hero, tried talking about Shamiro to computers wearing earphones. He almost died for conversation, hallucinations, good vibrations. Van Dyke Park's greyhound racing, steeplechasing, the Reformation. Transubstantiation 
stuck in his creation The land of the Thracians And right back to the start It's gonna take some time and patience But all the best things Alright, we're back with Inside Amy Schumer And we picked Season 3, Episode 1 um, Which I had already seen before But I didn't mind watching again I had didn't realize, but I had already seen it as well I think I watched it on, on TV so oh, was, you didn't you didn't uh, watch it in the theaters like the rest of us. Uh, I didn't know it showed in the theaters. Oh yeah, yeah. was it one of those fathom deals? Yeah, it's a fathom fun? event. Yeah, and everyone watched it at the same time. Has anybody ever gone to a fathom event? Yes, you we, you went to one. I didn't, but uh, uh, Stephanie from Santa Rosa went to an opera. So it's still allegedly somebody <laughs> went to one. Yeah, that's true. I I almost went to or I no. That's another lie. I almost thought about going to one of the Mystery Science Theater ones where they live made fun of a movie. Yeah, I don't. Well, I wouldn't need to do that because they do that every year at Sketchfest here. So, um, la da. When is Sketchfest? It's usually uh, February, like late January, early February. They, they moved it earlier this past year because we had the Super Bowl here. So, um, so they switch it up and I. Did not go. This is the first year we did not go to Sketchfest because we were in Europe when tickets went on sale. And even though we we're on the the mailing list, we didn't get the email that said that uh, tickets were on sale. So we missed. Uh, we wanted to see John Hamm on Never Not Funny and a couple other things, and they were all sold out by the time we got back. So we we're like, "Well, fuck you, Sketchfest." That's things- shit in order. Actually, I mean, if it was in a different time of year, I would say, I'm going to come out for that sometime, but I'm not coming back to California in February. Oh, I know. You had such a horrible time here in February. Yeah, what with all the sunshine. Um, okay. Yeah, you should come out, though. They they always have good stuff. Although, I was really pissed that Maura Tierney did not show up for news radio. Was there any reason? It was last minute. They didn't tell us until we got there. And they're like, oh, more tyranny couldn't make it for, you know, a schedule conflict. I'm like, what the fuck? That's probably when she had breast cancer. Good job. Well, she should have planned that better then, shouldn't she? Come on, man. They do all these walks for the cure. Certainly you can plan out your breast cancer better than that now. We're getting into dangerous waters, Pat. You need to shut your mouth. Is is the affair good? Yes. And I, she's in that, right? Yeah, I like it. It's a... Uh, I would say it's not great. It's good. Does she have a big part in that, or is she just like kind of a side character? No, she's she's pretty major. Oh, that's good. Because she's so awesome. I was worried that she wasn't doing anything. Yeah, no, I'd say she she's definitely top three. On okay. The, like, she's probably third on the call sheet. Um, anywho. Inside Amy... I can't believe I just said anywho, dude. Well, you... you talk about a call sheet, and you start to get in Hollywood. I know. Uh, inside Amy Schumer. So this one, uh, the the title of it was uh, The Last Fuckable Year. Based on the sketch that included, oh, everybody. Yeah. Well, Patricia Arquette. Tina Fey. Julia, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And, and that's Amy everybody. Schumer. Yeah. Yep. And it was a, fun, and a funny sketch. Yeah. The, it was all funny. Well, the very the first about... song is was a little, you know. It was funny though, because it it really the very first song is uh what is it called milk lemonade yeah milk milk lemonade this is where the fudge is made but but they did make a point 
about yeah. it. So yeah, yeah, that you're the people sexualize asses, and that's where poop comes out, and it's kind of gross, right? And it was it was a funny, you know, rap or not rap, but dance song video with, with just talking about that. Yeah, so yeah, that was of of all of them, that was the weakest. But the, what I didn't really think about with Amy Schumer is she doesn't really have a like a like Carol Burnett had Tim Conway and Harvey Korman like the stable of actors that were in any sketch, but she just has different famous people to come on. I wonder what it was like the first season. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, I don't know. I need to go back and what, I think we started watching the first season. Um, but you know, I can't remember. It's like those, the sketch shows always have that problem where you're like, you do, unless it, a sketch really sticks out, you don't really remember yeah, a lot about them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that was the weakest, but still did make a point, like you said. So it it was like it was like shit humor, but in the service to something. So right, yeah, yeah, that was which was the whole show is kind of like that. It's like gives things a smart twist. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, and it had who was it? Method Man, Bread Man, whoever the dude was in the wire. Um. Was on it too, in the in, in, in the, the song. What? In the song, in the wire, the dude, you know, the the rapper dude, but he was, uh, why can I not, I don't know who it was. My mind's What's the wire? Going. Yeah, I don't know, dude. Some, some, uh, fathom event I heard about. Um, um, there was another skit, I guess the next, I don't remember in order, but there was the one about birth control, which was hilarious, the commercial about birth control. Yeah, the, the fake commercial about birth control. It was all very political, the, the show. Mm-hmm. Well, and, the the less fuckable one was not so much political as social, but yeah. So, well, yeah, it's it, everything's political. I mean, the way the way it was tackled, you know. Um, but well, yeah, to say everything is political, then the entire Carol Burnett show is political too. No, no, definitely not. Because I mean, you're talking about the, the the interplay with immigrants where they're trying to get coffee. It's, it's right, but it it was also very anti-Swedish, so I don't know. The politics were a little murky on that show. Um, no, yeah, the the fake uh, birth control ad where she has to go around and ask all these men uh, if it's okay if she gets birth control. Don't forget the little boys. And then, yeah, and then at the end, uh, she goes to the uh, pharmacist and she's like, here's all my information, all my okays from all these men have birth control and he's like here's one month and she's like oh i have to come back for do this all again next month and then a little kid comes up and says can i have a gun and he's like sure hands a little kid a gun so you know and with the punchline with sims saying remember that's your right yep so i mean maybe not it's not subtle but it's still funny and like it's it's good political humor i feel like like she makes it funny so it works Right, yeah. Whereas that kind of stuff's really hard to not just be, like, strident about. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, we can't do it. We can't make politics funny. God well, knows we, we tried. we can't make pretty much anything funny. That's true, but especially politics. But Because um, I think she, go, she goes, I mean, the skit goes ridiculous to make it even, and that's part of, part of the humor of it, just going to the Boy Scout. and you know, Yeah. Just... I mean, yeah, it, it's absurd, and yet not that absurd. It was pretty absurd. Anyway, uh, and then and the, the the filmed one, the, the Friday Night Lights. Yeah, it was the the Friday Night Lights where it was just 
the coach is telling the team not to rape, and that was one of his rules. And it's typical, filmed as a typical coach in a small town rebelling against the the people. But the, the thing they're rebelling against is not raping, which is funny in itself. But the and that and that was the political part. But really, the funniest part for me was seeing Amy Schumer drink larger and larger glasses of wine. I know, which I didn't get. I assume that was like a, a nod to Friday Night Lights, which I I don't watched, think so. so. I think it was just a funny thing to have her <laughs> drinking larger and larger things of wine, um, and then saying, "I don't know why I'm so tired." It was a it was a very funny skit. Uh, oh, not even skit. Yeah, a little you know, filmed thing. But uh, and just in the locker room, the the football players you know like what um what if uh she said yes to me for something else and they just keep asking questions about if it's okay to rape what if my cousin is the district attorney and she's not going to prosecute <laughs> right and uh and then it was even made like an, a more valid point when he's like giving them the pep speech to go out there on the field he's like um, you don't ask for this, you take it. Yes, yeah. um, about the game, which which really like hits home why rape is a pro would be a problem in the NFL or sports in general. You know, like the the mindset of it. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, just really well done. Like it's a, I think it's a tricky thing to pull off, um, but she does it. And of course, the uh, last fuckable year is about uh, women in Hollywood and. And uh, how they become unfuckable after a certain age, you know, according to producers and, and whoever, the public, Us Magazine, everybody's kind of indicted. Um, but And they also brought up the point about uh, how uh, Sally Field played Tom Hanks' wife in, or girlfriend or whatever, love interest in Punchline, Punchline. and then a few years later played his mom in Forrest Gump, so... Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it can make you wince if you're, you know, if I you're not aware of it. I don't, I don't think that's an, a great example, though, because I think Sally Field can, at every age can pretty much do whatever she wants. That's true. No, that's true. She was way too old to play Abe Lincoln's wife, but she pulled it off. No, it's true, but it, it I but mean, it, it's not, the, Sally the, Field herself might not be the greatest example, but the, the point stands. Yes. yes yeah. I just, I just want to make it clear how Sally Field is awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I I mean, I really appreciate somebody is able to do do that. Like, if you watch Saturday Night Live, their political stuff is so on the nose, and you know, there's no nuance to it at all. Well, that dumbass host is the worst of the the news. Oh God, yes. No, it's terrible. You, the news was the one thing you could at least count on for a laugh in that show and now now they've fucked that so um yeah colin jost oh I, that's his name does he do skits as well or is he both basically just the news basically just the news i think he's the head writer which also explains oh, a lot that's right. no no he, he stepped down as the head writer this year well that's good um although i haven't really seen it this year so um but like i told you they did have cecily strong on there who was who started when Seth Meyers was still doing it um, as his co-host, and then she was on by herself, and she was really strong. And then they ditched her for this guy and the uh, the black dude whose name I don't remember, Michael something, um, who's also you know not great, although better than Colin Jost. 
strangely, uh, the son of Donnie Most. That's not true. No, he's actually the son of... Well, it is. He's the son of Donnie Most and French Toast. And, uh... Post-cereal? Well, now you're just being ridiculous. Corporations have identities they can vote, so they should be able to birth children. Is that a Saturday Night Live skit? I was trying. I mean, it sounds like a Saturday Night Live skit. Your insults hurt me. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean it as an insult. Uh, well, I guess I did. Anyway. Inside Amy Schumer. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was a really funny sketch, too. And then yeah. she, she did a thing where she talked to a trans woman, um, which wasn't, you know, wasn't a comedy skit. It was just like a, but like, that's cool. You know, like, I don't know. It's, it's a very progressive show. So I'm in line with it anyway, you know, with what it's trying to do. But, um, she had some stand up bits thrown in there as well. That were the weakest part as they always are. Yeah. Cause you're getting a bit of a, Oh, I don't know if that was, but usually a, a stand-up comedy act is a whole show, and you're getting little jokes from it. It's not going to be as funny as the whole show. Right. There's build-up to it. It works on Louis sometimes, but again, like sometimes it doesn't. Like, yeah, you, I think the stand-up comedy bits are maybe unnecessary, but I don't know. I get it. I get she wants to put that out there. Um, but yeah, they even had... Wait, who played her husband in the... It was... Uh, the guy ah. from The Good Wife and from, I forget his yeah, name. Yeah, and Good Will Hunting, not Good Will Hunting, uh, Dead Poet Society. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he did a really good job, too. So the 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 transsexual she had, she interviewed is Bally J. Who's, she's a porn star, but she has a really funny Twitter. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, there's lots of ads for her, not ads, but like pictures from her her movies and stuff. So you have to be ready to see, see that, but she... She just posts really funny shit. So it's worth looking at. Yeah, but she lives like in the middle of nowhere, right? According to that interview. I think between then and now she's moved. Oh, uh, she's like down in, in the valley. Uh, she's in Florida or something. You can be a porn star anywhere you want nowadays. That's true. Thank you, Internet. It's the great democratizer. But it's interesting because I follow lots of different sorts of people on Twitter and I've followed some transsexual people that are super duper political and she is the opposite. She's like, I don't want to have any, like she doesn't come out and say that, but right. She's not like pushing an agenda. She's just no, like, being a person. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be speak for anybody else. And then when somebody does speak for the quote transsexual community, she will get on to and say, please don't speak for all of us. <laughs> You're not like that. Ah, that's weird. I mean, I have no problem speaking for all white men and uh, black no men and women. I have problem speaking for all black men. Yeah, but but you know, that's that's just history. Um, yeah, definitely inside Amy Schumer. I mean, just as a stark contrast to my point about humor changing and like Carol Burnett seems like it might as well have been written by cavemen compared to this, you know. And I know, like, it's cultural. Um, a lot of yeah. That. I mean, this is not on regular TV. It's you're going to have something different when it's on cable TV. Yeah. In 2016, than what you had on normal TV in the 70s. So you're going to have sex, sexual humor that you couldn't have. But I think Carol Burnett's show went 
pretty far for the seventies with the whole businesswoman. I mean, that was a lame joke, but it still was, you know, yeah, no, you're that's right. hard to compare that. It, it is. It's impossible, but, um, I don't, uh, I don't think if we transfer Carol Burnett to 2016, she's doing the same kind of humor as Amy Schumer. No, no, like, she's not. She's <laughs> Amy Schumer is a, is a special person in that way. Cause there's not a lot of female comedians that are doing poop and <laughs> pee jokes. Yeah, no, that's true. Sarah Silverman, but, yeah. um, uh, Sarah Silverman, I, I think is hilarious too, but she seems a little bit more, uh, abrasive than Amy Schumer. I think Amy Schumer is able to bring more people in and I don't know what it is about her comedy. that's like what the difference is. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, both good though. Uh, oh, super hilarious but sarah silverman has been like doing dramatic stuff lately like in film and stuff so you know that what has she been in um well she was in schindler's list obviously oh was she the the little girl that was a little girl yeah purple yeah um uh what else what else was she in no i don't know she was in some indie movie recently and she was in one a few years ago that was i think directed by sarah polly um i can't remember it wasn't very good actually but um but, yeah, but even been... at, at, at her height, I don't see her coming out with a movie like a the, a blockbuster, not blockbuster, but you know it. Yeah, a, yeah. I've seen comedy movie like Schumer just had had big, one come out. Yeah, Judd Apatow thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Uh, yeah, no, it's I'm I'm gonna watch more Inside Amy Schumer because I really like it. I um, have trouble watching a lot of sketch. Same here in a row. I mean, I'm not gonna watch it all at once, but yeah, just once in a while because it's just. It's 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 like eating potato chips. Yeah, no, totally. It fill you up. It, you have to watch one and then do something else. What also, yeah, it also starts to like, it's a form that starts to get old if you're like watching just in a row, you know. Yeah. Um. But oh, I was able to binge watch the Mister Show comeback on that. Well, it was only four episodes. Oh my oh. god, I watched the last episode of that and it was kind of not funny at all, dude. I was like, Did you watch it apart from everything else? Like, yeah, later? I did. Oh, I don't remember the last one being that bad. What what was on it? Oh, God, I can't remember. Um, that's how that's how unfunny it was to me. Are you sure you watched that and you weren't watching an episode of um, a Saving Private Ryan? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I might have been watching an episode of Saving Private Ryan. Hey, have you seen the second season of Fargo? I've watched half of it. I have to finish watching it. I like it. I haven't seen any of it, and that's another bummer about not having cable. But I thought that was on Hulu. Is it? Oh shit! Sure. I gotta look for that, dude. Yeah, that's on. That's definitely on on Hulu. Ah, suck it. I don't know who that was directed at. Myself, probably. Have you seen the bad reviews that the new Batman and Superman movies have been getting? Yes, I have. From a past guest, Matt Wilkie, even on Facebook. Oh right. He, well, took he, to the internet's to slam it. Not to slam it, but warn people not to see it. Yeah. But it's really not surprising. I, I feel like they haven't really been able to do anything really great with the DC stuff. I mean, I know a lot of people like the Batman movies, but still, I think compared to the Marvel movies, they weren't, there's just something lacking to me. And I know oh, that I disagree. The, the Nolan Batman movies were up there with all the Marvel movies, especially dark Knight. I thought that's a great, I think yeah, that's a great movie. I, I mean, I thought they were okay, but, um, but definitely well, you don't that, like the characters as much. So that's, that's it's awkward. true. I don't, um, but, that Superman movie was supposed to be awful. I know. Um, it seems like Zack Snyder, who's the director, does not understand the characters very well. 
I mean, he doesn't write them, but whoever's writing them also doesn't understand the characters. So, so right there, I don't know why. I mean, people defend it. I think it's just because they're like DC. I don't know fanatics. Yeah, maybe I. I don't because from from a critical perspective where you don't care about the characters, you just want to see a good movie. It's getting bad reviews in that way. So it's it's bad all the way around. Like even for for outsiders, don't like it, but insiders shouldn't like it either because they don't understand the characters. Well, right. Apparently, well. They don't understand Batman either, so that sucks. And Matt Wilkie is is definitely a comic fan, so yeah, him, yeah. him saying that, like, I never see him slam anything, so no, he's yeah, it's got to be bad, uh, which makes me really want to see it. Yeah, I'll probably see it in the theater. I, I'll, I'll wait till the crowds die down, but I will see it. I really wish they would have done that Nicolas Cage Superman. <laughs> Why? Do you like bad things? That would have, well, yeah, I just think it would have been insane. Tim Burton was directing that, too. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, I have problems with Tim Burton anyway, but... Um, and who who doesn't at this point? Like, I feel like he's, like, burned out all his goodwill. Does, with, he, does he have something coming out soon that's, that he's done? Like, it's not a... It's not Alice a remake? Yeah. I don't... I have no idea. Is it Alice, Alice in Wonderland, Wonderland 2? Yeah, I think that might be coming out next, but I thought yeah. maybe he was working on something that was just him. Which he probably should do. I mean, you know, his old stuff's great. Edward Scissorhands is great. Edward Scissorhands is all right. Um, Ed Wood, as we talked about, is my favorite. It's great, yeah. Um, but yeah, oh, what... he's doing. He is doing. Oh no, that already came out. Yeah, I don't know. I never saw it either. The big eyes. Oh right, yeah. No, that that was a couple years ago. Um, yeah, was that good? I don't know. I didn't see it. Yeah, yeah, I I think he lost. It's all about Christina Ricci and Susan Sarandon, <laughs> and Marty Feldman. And Marty Feldman. R.I.P. Beetlejuice two is that actually happening or is I don't know. IMDb is lying to us. Yeah, it's been that? talked about for a while now. Um, I have an irrational hatred of Jonah Hill, by the way. Just oh, like... I know you do. I know you do. Is he in Beetlejuice two? Is that no? But he has something coming to Netflix that he did with Emma Stone. I love Emma Stone. So I'll probably have to watch it. Eh, I don't know about Emma Stone, you know. The Help. I don't Didn't know. see it. It's one of those uh, white people save black people movies. And uh, and then I didn't well, see it either. Well, it's not her fault. Well, she fucking signed on to do it. And then, uh, you know, the the whole Cameron Crowe thing. Wait, what? <laughs> That's, is that a real thing? I don't know anything about Cameron Crowe. Yeah, Cameron that Crow. movie he made where she played like an asian person oh was, god yeah. that's not her fault either it is kind of her fault she she's not absolved of all this like she, she does read, read scripts script. yeah aloha yeah yeah that's a... yeah that was unfortunate easy a was good that's what everybody says i have not seen easy a um, crazy stupid love was fun didn't see it how funny <laughs> i'm oh god was that uh Anna hilarious. Ferris. That was hilarious. That's why I love Anna Faris, and it's a shame that I don't like her sitcom. It wasn't hilarious. Yes, it was. All right. I still have to see Step Brothers. That's better. You should, should see that first. Well, yeah, Step Brothers versus Caddyshack. We need. We should do that. I think next week we're gonna we're going to uh, do a tribute to the great Gary Shandling uh, with David Schneider past guest so we couldn't get it together for this weekend he had to die at an inopportune point in the week thanks obama but yeah we'll do that next week 
And uh, got some other shit coming up. And going down. And all around. Uh, yeah. Meow, 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 meow. Meow. Meow, 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 Meow,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,喵,
And, you know, I think we're all, we can all support that, knocking out cops. No problem with it. So the, the character came about during the Death Wish time. So it was kind of a... I yeah. Guess, is where New York was a very bad crime. Uh, so that seemed to be something in the zeitgeist of... you had, And then you had it happening in real life where... What's Bernie... What's his, not Bernie, Bernie Getz, yeah. Bernie Getz was shooting people in subways and people yeah, were... The Guardian Angels and... Yeah. Yeah, that was a big part of the, the culture at the time. So that's where the Punisher came from and now... He's still around. I don't know what his backstory is now. I think his backstory, it, it when he's created, his backstory was he was in Vietnam, and that's how he that's how he got all his skills when he was in the war. But when he came back, he had a family, and he was eating picnic with his family, and they got caught in the crossfire of a mob hit. And I guess it's probably the same now, but he wasn't in Vietnam; he was probably a cop. Well, he, I think he mentioned the war in the Daredevil show. Oh, maybe. Oh, yeah, he he said Iraq. I think in this one. Iraq, um, okay. Yeah, anyway, uh, yeah, no, that's true. Um, the whole vigilante thing. Come on, Mama, I'm hip to your jive. It was something like that that Jeff Goldblum said in the original Death Wish. It was hilarious. Um, yeah, no, it's... Uh, Viv was kind of... We were talking about Daredevil, and she was kind of annoyed, in a way, at Daredevil because he doesn't really have any powers. And he, like... But he can take these fucking hits like he can get beat oh, yeah. to hell and then still keep <laughs> coming, which is always annoying in movies about heroes. Yeah, he does have powers, but no, not powers that would help him getting hit. No, beat right. All the time. Yeah, he's got extra. I mean, he's got super senses, basically, uh, much like the heroes of uh, the Edgar Allan Poe story we talked about last week. Yeah. All right. I guess that does it for this week. Uh, you know what? I think so. We talked about this off air a little last week. I'm going to stop putting songs at the end of the episodes uh, so we don't get sued. It's probably smart. Probably not smart to say it on the air. Um, give people ammunition. But so I, I'm going to work on like writing a theme song for the end of the episode, which I have not done yet. And, oh, that's uh, exciting. Yeah, maybe I'll just... Should we, should we do one for the beginning, too? I think the beginning's fine, as long as we talk about it. It's a great song. There, that's a criticism. Now it's fair use. We don't <laughs> we don't use a lot of the music at the beginnings. I think we used enough to be okay. Okay. Um, but, yeah, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. I really like having a Divine Comedy as a theme song. I wish we could get permission, but maybe it's a little bit too late to ask for permission. I'll write to him. Anyway, uh, so next week will be uh, Gary Shandling. And until then, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye.